I want you to fire me. So, what do you guys want to talk about? What is going on? <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome to Elite POV, where it's podcast time, and you know what that means. And we're going to start off the show by first giving our condolences and our thoughts with the family of ROH legend and wrestling legend in general, Jay Briscoe. And as a reminder to everybody who's out there who has a podcast, who covers wrestling, who thinks they're a journalist, who is actually a journalist, be very careful at the stuff you are reporting because it involves family members and you want to make sure you get the information right. There's a lot of false information out there. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out before it's coming out. So just be mindful of that because we are dealing with family members. But as far as Jay Briscoe, our condolences and thoughts with everybody family, his friends, colleagues. It's it's a, it's a weird time in wrestling right now. It reminds me of the Brody Lee situation when we lost Brody a few years ago. It's just one of those like sudden things that kind of rocks us all. But we're here tonight. We're, we're, we're together. So we'll get through this together. And yeah, so let, let's get the show started and, and let's, let's get through this. So my name is Phil Cataldo. You can call me Philliam. And welcome to the show. We do the show every Friday. Hi, yeah, hi. We do the show every Friday <laughs> on uh, Twitch.tv slash ElitePOV, YouTube.com slash ElitePOV. And I have some great co-hosts here. Back from her one-week sabbatical, we have Kimmy. What's up, Kimmy? I love the shirt. Oh, thanks. I think I bought this when he won the Ring of Honor title. I'm oh. pretty sure. Pretty sure that's where this is from. OG, all the way back. Uh, but yeah. It's a really sad situation. Thoughts and prayers with Jay Briscoe and, of course, his two daughters. There was a medical update this morning. And uh, just remember, reach for the sky, guys. Reach for the sky. And the other person on the show, we have the draw, Jackie Rodriguez. What is up? Nice shirt as well. Thank you. Um, what is up, everybody? Yeah, it's, it's been a really heavy week. Um, see, But, you know, wrestling... For as crazy of a community as it can be, um, it has been, in an interesting way, very uplifting to see the way that the wrestling community has come together for Jay's family to honor his um, to honor his legacy, as well as to come together to support his family and his daughters. And um, I just want to say, on my behalf and our behalf, um, that we send uh, our well wishes to his family, and we hope that. His daughters have a um, a smooth recovery. It's just, it's a very difficult situation to process. But um, everybody that's hurting, everybody that's feeling the loss, just know that our thoughts and our prayers are with you all. And the last man on the show, and I just brought up the stream so I could check the shirt he's wearing. And it may be all black, but Kyle, nice face. What is up? <laughs> Thank you. I think it's actually dark blue. I think my camera just makes it look like I have like the shittiest oh. camera in the world. I swear to God. I've messed with these settings so many times. I can't find the correct setting. And when I put it to default, it looks like I'm a ghost. So I don't know what's going on with this camera. So it is what it is. But yes, it, it, it's been a rough week. Um, I kind of took a personal day on Wednesday because uh, news kind of hit me pretty hard. Like it just, especially because he's a father and, you know, I have stuff in my life that goes on father related. So it kind of hit me hard. So I kind of took the day off of Twitter and everything on Wednesday and didn't watch dynamite actually till this morning. Um, but, uh, 
anyone that's affected, you know, to, uh, hug your loved ones and, uh, you know, grieve the, the best way you can. It was a rough week, but uh, we're going to do, we're going to move on. You know, I mean, like they said on, uh, I saw a clip of, uh, of the two. Uh, yeah. So it was the, uh, oh God, the two commentators. Why am I forgetting their name already? Ian Riccoboni and it. Caprice Caliber. That's them, yeah. So they... Uh, Coleman. What do you mean? Coleman. Caprice Coleman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I way was to, so close, guys. Way to fucking go, Insider. <laughs> Caprice Coleman. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah, hey, they listen, said... They said... Uh, it's Caprice Caliber is like, is like a, you know, Excalibur and Coleman having a kid. And then they're going to call him Caprice, Caprice Caliber. Caliber. I like yeah. that. But uh, them saying like the show must go on, and Jay would want the show to go on. If he listened to our podcast, I'm sure he'd want our show to go on. So that's why we're here. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about AW Dynamite this week. Another episode come and gone. Very interesting episode. I got some thoughts on it from watching it this morning. Um, but uh, yeah, let's get the show on the road, shall we? Yeah, let's absolutely get the show on the road. So the the first match that I want to talk about right off the bat is. Brian Danielson versus Bandito. Now, I see a lot of people talk last week about Danielson's match with Takesta. And is this one better? Is it not as good? But the crazy thing to think about is, like, the reason Danielson left WWE to begin with was to have matches against the best in the world on a somewhat weekly basis. And to see it happening now two weeks in a row and, you know, seeing how it's going to keep happening until, you know, what's looking like the match uh, with MJF, the Iron Man match of Revolution, which is like the first week of March. So we got some time and we got some bangers ahead of us. But so Kyle, start off Danielson versus Bandito. What'd you think about it? This was really good. I I mean, I enjoyed it. We had a, we had a, a, a we got what we expected out of this match, right? Professional wrestling at its best. These are all like pro wrestling type matches from Brian Danielson, at least the last two weeks, including this week. Uh, next week, I'm not sure what kind of match we're going to get. That's going to be interesting, but uh, as for this match this week, um, I liked it. I, I really much enjoyed Bandito and Daniels. And you saw they had a lot of fun, too, in the beginning of the match with uh, them playing to the crowd. There were a lot of Bandito chants, which was really cool mm-hmm. to see. Um, and then them playing off it. But, I, you know, I thought it was really good. I thought I know I know Jackie over here was having the, the best time watching this match. You know, <laughs> not only when Brian Danielson's theme hits, because... Jackie steps up, stands on her chair and starts dancing the whole time. But when the match starts, the bell rings. It's like, oh, technical wrestling. She gets her Vince voice going, oh, yeah. Oh, no, please. Not that voice. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be doing his voice. But I, I loved it. It was, it was fantastic. And um, next week's very interesting with Brian Cage. Well, you don't um, think they're going to have a great match? I just, I don't know what kind of match we're we're anticipating because, you know, they did a really good job. Don't get me wrong; they did a good job of trying to get you hyped for with what they did with MJF. That was, I absolutely love that segment. Him slapping the shit out of Brian Cage in the face and telling him like, "I need I need this next week out of you. I need you to break his arm. I'm paying you like." I love how he makes fun of them saying this is the most money you've both have seen in your entire careers. Yeah. I'm like, damn, MJF, that's cold. Yeah, no offense to the embassy. Just yeah. completely shits on the gimmick. Oh, <laughs> uh, but he's MJF's living his gimmick, right? Just shitting on everybody, doesn't matter who you are. But uh Yeah. 
love the match. Can't wait for next week. This is going to be a... I mean, we've, we've got two... We've had two pro wrestling matches. Now we're getting, uh, I think, a different dynamic type of match, right? I think we're going to see Brian Danson go through, like, every kind of type of match leading up to this mm-hmm. Iron Man match. So, we're, you know, we've had him go against two technical wrestlers uh, and semi-high-flying. Now we're going to go against Brian Cage, who's more of, like, you know, the ground-and-pound big man type of wrestler. So... Well, if you think about it, the first one was Takeshita, who's, like, the stereotypical, like, strong-style, technical yeah. Japanese wrestler... Now he's going against Bandito, who's a stereotypical like lucha wrestler, the modern day lucha wrestler. Mm-hmm. And now he's going against a powerhouse wrestler. So it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, Brian Cage is, I guess, yeah. the stereotypical big guy powerhouse wrestler, right? Guy. Yeah. Even though he does some like <laughs> crazy you know, moves, some, some yeah. really crazy moves. Like for, for as much as we give Brian Cage shit, he's actually a really good wrestler. He's just he can't talk and has like the charisma of a wet sock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wet hey, sock? there's a lot of charisma in a wet sock. Hey, when mine get wet, off oh, charisma all day. Could tell you some things about my wet socks. I would what? love to hear about your wet socks, Kyle. <laughs> Could that be a Patreon exclusive? Kimmy, wow. I'm gonna be like freaking what's his face from Big Bang Three and just hold up a sarcasm sign. Okay. <laughs> I, <wasn't laughs> I love it. I love it. But Jackie Leonard. <laughs> we, we always joke that you love yourself some good technical wrestling. This was a nice mixture of technical and high flying. What do you think of this match? I thought it was an excellent match. Again, my match of the night. Danielson is just like, even though these matches have been falling in the middle of uh, the middle of the card, they are the show ceiling matches. And I think the um, the impression was supposed to be that it was going to be a clash of styles with, you know, Danielson being very submission based and Bandito being um, the luchador. But I think Bandito really did an, an excellent job of meeting Danielson where he was because there was a lot of submission coming from Bandito in this match, um, especially early on in the match. But there was a spot that just blew my freaking mind. That German suplex. In which, oh, <laughs> uh, no, where, Band, where Bandito had um, Danielson's legs and his arm and his arms pinned. And in order to like get out, Danielson had to exhibit this core strength. So he basically did like a sit up position to get his um, shoulders off the mat. And I'm like the core strength that this guy has, because I can't even do a singular sit up to save my freaking life. (laughs) And this guy is like getting himself off the mat and like basically going face to face with Bandito. And it's like this power move that I'm like, Danielson is just freaking unbelievable. But they're going through a lot of submission in this match. And then at some point, um, Danielson's out of the ring. And then Bandito hits like one tope and then a, um, another tope. So he goes from doing a lot of submission to like hitting the high flying moves. So it's a lot of adaptation coming from Bandito too. Um, but this crowd, I don't know if it was the California thing, but this crowd was steadily behind Bandito the entire time. And as much as Danielson is so over... For Bandito being a guy that we don't see very often on AEW television, this crowd was hot for Bandito. So I feel like that that's the only time they are hot, though. I I don't know if it, you guys. Yeah, this crowd was weird. It like, was weird this past week. After I watched Diamond's video, I'm like, man, that crowd, like they were they were not as loud as I thought they were going to be, especially because they were in they, California a week before. They 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 weren't. But from what I was reading, and I know that like 
Twitter can be really mixed and stuff like that. But from a lot of people were saying that it's a Fresno crowd and people were saying that Fresno in general, whether it's an AEW or a WWE crowd, that Fresno notoriously is not a very hot wrestling uh, city. So that, you know, that they weren't surprised that the crowd wasn't super into it. Um, but for that match, I feel like that was the most alive and unglued the crowd came mm-hmm. because they were chanting for them like like yeah. really loud. They came like unglued for them. Um, but yeah, just the entire match. Um, Danielson tried to get the label lock at one point. Bandito powered right out. He like power lifted him right out of it. So I'm like, Bandito has some like freaking crazy strength, like the freaking stalling suplex that he does in a lot of his And he has matches. the dopest mask in ever in wrestling. It's, I would um, put that up there. It's dope but, as fuck. But yeah, um, Danielson picks up the win in this match, though. Danielson looks great, but Bandito didn't look any worse for wear in the match. He looked freaking tremendous in it, too. Um, but yeah, I could go on forever and gush about it because, you know, I love me some Danielson in these uh, <laughs> in these spots, but tremendous match. Now, Kimmy, as the, the Ring of Honor girl, as the Ring of Honor expert, was Bandito not world champion, right? He was. All right, so how how did it feel to see him being showcased like this in in an exhibition match against Brian Danielson, which is, you know, viewed as one of the best wrestlers of all time, and Bandino hung with him and actually got, like, as we keep saying, more cheers with him than him most of the match? Well, if you haven't seen Bando besides his AEW run and you haven't seen his stuff in PWG, his stuff in AAA, his stuff in Ring of Honor, when he won the title, um, Gresham was actually the person to beat Bandito. Um, He's had a tremendous run on the Indies, so to see him in this point of view is really good. And I kind of disagree where you guys are like, oh, you know, it's Brian Danielson is going to run through all these different types of wrestlers. The reason why I feel like Brian Cage next week is kind of like a wash away is like Takeshka and bandito they're all like people that can last a 60 minute iron man match so the thing is it's like it's trying to prove that brian danielson can last the 60 minutes to do these technical type of matches and mjf is trying to wear him out where brian cage sorry he can't last 60 minutes in iron man match i never ever want to see that ever he's gonna prove you wrong next week next week's gonna be next week's gonna be a 30 minute banger and we're gonna be back on the show and we'll be like kimmy how about that 30 minute match from brian cage brian cage is a really good wrestler (laughs) he is a machine you know Eh, he's mid as far as the match you just listen. upset a bunch of Brian Cage fans. <laughs> listen, me. His, <laughs> me and Melissa Santos, the two of us. <laughs> oh my god! I think his I think his run in other companies that were not AEW speak for themselves when it comes to that comment. As far as this match, I thought it was very good. I think. Um, that bandito proved why he should be on tv more i think when the ring of honor tv stuff starts going up i think you'll see bandito more because like i said he's had a tremendous indie run and to see him in aew and people actually get behind him is crazy but yes please show me more bandito and brian danielson's on another level right now i feel like he's in his prime i told jackie and phil this two weeks ago this is why brian danielson signed with aew to have these type of matches and to wrestle people that were similar to him because this is all he did in ring of honor you know his classic matches with nigel mcginnis were chef's kiss amazing if you haven't seen those please like go oh, watch i seen, it on I honor seen the one it was really good yeah <laughs> they're good yeah and to see him do that stuff now in the later part of his career where he's you know he's not going to be wrestling forever we should you know take advantage of this cherish this moment that brian danielson is in his career no yeah Savor uh... the moment. 
I mean, you're wrong about Brian Cage, but you're right about Brian. <laughs> Cage, so. You got one I'll out of two Brian's good. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of the crowd being dead, um, I think it was a mistake to open with this match on Wednesday because that Fresno crowd oh. could give a shit about Orange Cassidy, which broke my heart. We get Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal for the All Atlantic Championship, which on paper got me very excited. I love Orange Cassidy. I know a lot of people don't like him, but I love Jay Lethal. I've always been a Jay Lethal fan. I always will be a Jay Lethal fan. The dude's a great wrestler. And? I think he's a great promo. He's a great personality. It's all the other people that are with him, except <laughs> Sanjay. I like Sanjay. But it's Jerry. Except Jeff and, Jerry. And I love his guitar. Him. Great guitar. Yeah. <laughs> but like, you, you do this whole angle where they're not going to be ringside, and then they still come ringside, but they're fans. And you and it's just taking away from the match. The crowd's clearly not paying attention to what's happening in the ring, which is hurting the way they're and then like you start to show off with that. AEW's known for always starting very hot, whether it's a great promo or a great match. And you know, you look at the card last night, like they should have started with Young Bucks and Top Flight. Yeah, they, Young Bucks are from this, California. Like, oh, that yeah. should have been started. Yeah. That that match should then, have started. <laughs> It's not like I can't remember a single move that happened in that match, but I remember like the Dan Housen spot, which love Dan Housen, but like it, it's it's too much in the beginning right away when the crowd is gonna shit all over it, which ended up happening. I don't know, it was just rough. What do you think, Jackie? So this match, I will agree, suffered from too many shenanigans. So um it it was it was rough. No, it wasn't I'm sure the match is great. In, in certain respects, Jay Lethal, great competitor. Orange Cassidy, I know a lot of people are, have mixed feelings. I love Orange Cassidy. And that match could have been a great way to open the show. But there was so much going on at ringside. I really, in, even looking back on my notes, there is really very little about the actual match. There's about 10 things that happen in terms of, like, you know, what was going on at ringside with, you know... The whole if if uh, Sanjay and Jarrett and Satnam got involved, then Sanjay would lose his job and stuff like that. But the match should have been the important thing. It's for a title, and you know, like, isn't like, are we now? Um, Orange just set a record with the most title defenses or something like that, or more. Yeah, most it, he either title has defenses. said it or it's like looking. It's gonna go that direction. Yeah. So good. Good for him. Congratulations to him. But yeah, I mean, it, when it comes to strong openers, this really didn't feel like it. It was entertaining. <laughs> there was a lot of entertaining things that happened. You know, Dan Housen is always like, a, you know, it's he always brings like the fun, you know, entertaining aspects of it. But in terms of the match, I'm going to be real honest with you. It didn't feel particularly memorable to me. See, this felt like a rampage match. This would have been a perfect match to open Rampage because especially after the, what, three hours that fans sit there, the hour before where they're taping Elevation and then the two-hour Dynamite and then they got to wait for the crew to switch the stuff around. That's when you do Orange Cassidy versus Lethal if it has all these shenanigans because that gets the crowd up because the Dan Housen spot was hilarious. Uh, mm -hmm. The best friends being in the crowd with the popcorn and, like, that was hilarious. Like, the way they were interacting with Sanjay and Jerry and Sodom even the end with Sodom almost chokeslamming them. Like, that's all funny stuff, and it's good. It's just, it was weird to start Dynamite off like that when we knew the matches that were on the card and the matches that were coming. I mean, the only way they could have started worse was Starks and Hager, because I can't even tell you one move that happened in that match 
I can't even tell you anything past Ricky Stark's entrance, if I'm being completely honest, because I completely <laughs> phased out of that shit. But like, I don't know. It was weird. What'd you think, Kimmy? So I think the problem I have with Orange Cassidy, and I love him. Great work with him. Oh, is your dad coming ever. out? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't have a problem with Orange Cassidy. I have a problem with the Mid-Atlantic title. Because the purpose of this title, right? The All-Atlantic title, excuse me? All-Atlantic, whatever the hell it's called. Okay, that title. What's the purpose of it? The purpose of it is, you know, to defend it elsewhere. And you have someone like Kip who's going to Japan. And Kip is extremely over. So my problem is... Orange Cassie keeps defending it against people who are American. That's not the point of this title. That's yeah. the complete opposite of what they wanted to do with this title. So I'm just overall confused. And I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, hey, put it on Kip. There's an yeah. American flag I'm on that title. How dare you misrepresent <laughs> your own country? Unbelievable and unpatriotic of you. I'll have you know. And I'm Canadian. I'll have you- my flag's not I'll even be- on that title. <laughs> I'll have you know, I've had family in the military, so I'm very patriotic as it is. Anyway, so that's my well, whole you're like, oh, these it. Americans. Whoa. Because that's not the <laughs> point orange, of this title. Orange, the I know it is. Orange is the American. Orange yeah, is where's the American. my sarcasm she sign? Has a great, she, has a, she has a great point. I know she does. I there's was just too many her. fucking titles in the goddamn company. Yeah. I'm not and saying the title means nothing. Many- that's what I'm saying. Like, use it for what you would. You explained it to us that you were going to be traveling. Where has Orange gone outside of this country and defended that title? Nowhere. Outside of the company, has he defended it outside of the company? I let's, think he let's did. Get on, out of the, I think he did okay. on one indie show. I think he did. I'm not sure. One indie Ooh, show. Pog, like, I think get, he did. And then you think of the graphics. Like, it's been yeah. a lot of like USA, Canada, USA. It's been a lot of USA, USA, and like. It's a great title to have if they're one-off matches and maybe a little like the mini feud he had with Kip. That was a lot of fun. But like, let's get away. Like, let's stop using Jeff Jarrett and, and Lethal and Singh I, and Sanjay. I need I need yeah. them off TV. See, that's why I thought that I was really hoping Sanjay did get fired because I'm like, okay, maybe that's the start of them. You know, I thought Jarrett was going to hit Orange Cassidy. Kind of wanted like, cool. him to. That's way. That's the way. He that's goes the only time I want Jeff Jarrett to do him. that. <laughs> Just because it would move on from this shit. But the match was good though, but that was my point. Okay. Use the title for what it's worth, people. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that that belt I feel like Mm -hmm. should be just the belt you use to put on someone that's gonna be going off and doing their own thing away from the company for a bit. It could be what do they call it? No, but what do they call it in Japan? When you, on, ex, no oh. excursion like they send them like on an excursion yeah. that should be the title yeah. hey we're gonna give you this title yeah but for the next six months you're gonna travel all over the world on our dime we're gonna pay yeah. you to go all the to ddt to new japan yeah. to impact to whoever we have a working relationship with we'll book you your indie shows all around the country and go defend this title but it'll be on my dime because that's what this title represents and then you could pick and choose who wants to actually do stuff like that? Who do you want up? And like Kip would have been perfect, but I mean, I get what they're doing with Orange Cassidy. I, I feel like a lot of these records that they have in the company, like clearly Jade is going to beat Sheeta's record for longest reigning champion in the company. So yeah. I feel like we're Orange yeah. either already breaking the record or about to break title defenses. 
they're trying to give a lot of these homegrown uh, talent mm-hmm. these like records in the company, which is amazing, but also like send him out. Like they were doing stuff good with it in the beginning because they were having wrestlers from all over the world coming yeah. in and doing that. Like mm-hmm. I, that's where they should be continuing to. You can do yeah. America versus America once in a while, but like the yeah. point of this belt was, we know what the point of this belt was. It was for to showcase talent from around the world, whether you're the champion defending it here in AEW or defending it in another company. They just is kind of taking the back burner for a bit. And you know, I, yes, it is an issue. It needs to be fixed. But at the same time, it's like, there's always at least one thing or a few things in companies that take the back burner all the time. This, unfortunately, is just one of them. So hopefully they kind of come back to it and, and figure it out soon. And speaking of taking the back burner, here's the overreaction of the night. Young Bucks versus Top Flight. Those those trios titles nowhere to be found. <laughs> so weird. Why? <laughs> Why didn't they wear them? I know Kenny wasn't there. But, like, you're a champion in the ring. Like, I, I don't know. It was weird. And I get it. It was a weird show, right? Because yeah. the whole Jay Briscoe end of it and, and how AEW wanted, it's being reported, they wanted to do a tribute show and, and Warner Brothers Discovery are pieces of shit. And they said no. So, like, maybe the Bucks were like, we're not bringing the titles because we're going to do the tribute show. And then, or I'm sure the titles are backstage anyway. What am I talking about? They keep the titles at AEW. But I don't know. It was just weird. For them not to have them in their match with top flight. Yeah, they should have at least warned them. You know, like even if you're not defending them, you should at least have well, them. I saw like the dumbest like excuses people were saying, like, oh, because it's a tag team match, not a trios match. I'm like, what the fuck? Like if you're tag team champions and you have a singles match, you ain't not wearing the belt out to they the ring. FTR still wear the their belts yeah, to the they FTR wore their belts to the ring no matter what. <laughs> always. Yeah. It, it, it didn't exactly. matter if it was a talking segment, didn't matter if they were just coming out. They always had their luggage full of titles coming out to the ring. Yeah, Kenny used to do the same thing too yeah. when he was <laughs> the belt collector. Yeah, like I don't, it, it's just so Sheeta wears her Japanese titles to the ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. on dynamite. Like people don't even know what these companies are. So it's like it's a weird thing. Weird. I don't know. Maybe it was because of the Jay Briscoe thing. But Kyle, what do you think about the tag match just oh, in general between the Bucks and Top Flight? So good, so good, and they got over. They they put Top Flight over. That was huge. The best part of the whole match is that Top Flight went over, and I was I was just as shocked as like the commentary. The commentators actually almost sounded legit shocked, and it was good. It was, I mean, again, it's another match we we knew we were getting out of these two match uh, out of these two as this, this tag these two tag teams. Sorry, um, it was good. It was a good match. I don't know. They got they got put over. I don't know if this is leading to anything. I don't know if it's going to lead to a trios match down the line. Between, I don't know if they get AR Fox back. It's like, it's like, it's like, what do you do with Top Flight, right? Like, is this just something to put them over and then they're going to do something now? Or are we continuing with Top Flight in India Elite? Like, what, like, what do you do from here, right? It's, 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 it's a little strange because like Top Flight don't have a third member. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like, deal, Kenny and, and, and you, Kenny, seem Kenny, like the, yeah. a, a claimed feud is ending anytime soon. So do you put them? Are they Acclaim's next challenger? Like, I don't know. You know, like it, it's. I it's pose, a weird I, thing. I mean, it'd be cool, yeah. right? Because they're all they're all really close. Like you see, Anthony Bowens post pictures with Top Flight all the time, and like you know, they call themselves the half Blackpool, the half white Blackpool Combat Club, or something like that. <laughs> no, the half Blackpool Combat Club. No, yeah. Which is oh hilarious. my god! Have you ever seen that, Kyle? No. Yeah, they call themselves the half the half BCC. Oh my! Whatever God. the four of them post pictures together, 
That's hilarious. Because they're all, and like, I know Bowens and, and uh, Top Flight are very, very close. Um, as long as, uh, as well as Hook, too. But still, like, it, it's just, I mean, that would be a great feud, right? I, I mean, I'm not, I do not like the direction they claim they've gone in since winning the titles, but. No, they're they're still tying stuff up with the Ass Boys, it kind of seems. Now they're doing, like, I think that they're still going to be doing stuff with the Ass Boys for a bit. Um mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe can maybe they just did this this Young Bucks in in top flight match just because maybe Kenny couldn't be there this week or if he's recovering this week or doing something. So they wanted to just do something for the California crowd, California being the home state of the Bucks. Put the match together, they went and had a good match. They put over the top flight, could be a seed planted for the future, you never know. Um but maybe hopefully Kenny's back next week and then we get we finally get I think everyone's just looking forward to the, what's what's going to be their first feud as trios champions like everyone's waiting like okay how is it house of black like we need we need to know we need to start building it right now because we're getting very close to the end of the month and you got four weeks to build to the pay-per-view for for a trios match because i i want to say that's going to be the the pay-per-view match is going to be house of black against the elite at revolution i really want that to be the thing and i really want that to be the match so we'll see because right now, all House of Black has been doing is appearing on Elevation and Dark. And I'm like, holy crap. So and you Rampage. All, you, I mean, you had all those meetings and stuff for this? Oof. I don't know if that looks good right now. Well, I think they're just doing it to get wins. So then it's like, oh, they're viable contenders. They didn't just pop up. I don't think people would care if they just threw them you into a feud with the Elite, though. You gotta well, tell that to the same booking committee who who put uh, Jared and Lethal in a, in a fucking tag team feud after lose i mean for the title after losing to darby and sting i'm still getting heart attack match? nightmares from them winning for like 30 seconds god dude i'm so happy i wasn't watching it live <laughs> you would have thrown, you would have thrown shit around your... i would have turned it off <laughs> i would i would have called triple h and asked for my job <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna start up. Who got next again? Oh, yeah. We, back. we next back. We back. Two. Yeah, we back, baby. Braun Breaker, the future, it's the, the remix. Yeah. <laughs> What's that oh. fucking stupid guy's name? The new one, Kimmy, that Reggie became. Oh. Who? What's this? Wait. He it's has like, like a weird. mask. No, I know who you're talking about. It, Serpentico. It's no, 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 not Serpentico. No, no, but he looks like he looks like Serpentico. The mask. Bandito. No. I would have been like, that's my favorite wrestler who got next every every Thursday. Someone the best brand going sc- NXT. Scripts? Is that it? Adam put Scripps? Yeah, Scripps. Yeah, Scripps. Yeah. Scripps. Stop it. Stupid. There's a wrestler named Scripps? Wait, but Kyle, I'll do you one better. They oh, don't no. put Scripps on NXT. He ain't there ever. What is he on? They is he on Level Up? Him. Is he on Level no, Up? No, they just don't do anything with him. Level Up is like the main event show for NXT. Yeah, this show, the show no one watches on this show, yeah. no one already does I'm watch. I'm so lost. Awesome, but Jackie, what do you think of this tag match? So scripts, scripts. Anyway, back to back to the the actual, you know, watchable show. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I said it. Anyway, Top Flight versus the incredible match. Absolutely incredible match, which you knew it would be because two two very evenly matched, acrobatic as hell tag teams. 
And you love to see it because it's two tag teams of brothers. So you know the chemistry is going to be absolutely off the charts. You're going to see a lot of great tandem tag team uh, move sets. Uh, and I think they made a callback to that uh, Top Flight and the Bucks. Like that was their, that was Top Flight's debut match was against the Young Bucks. Yep. So it was a, so. you know, yeah. So During it was the COVID a great era, callback. I remember that. Yep. Great callback to that. Um, but there was a, there was even a little bit of heel bucks kind of showing through because Nick played a little bit dirty where, mm -hmm. uh, Dante was going for a tag, uh, to his brother and Nick goes and sweeps, uh, Darius off of the, uh, off the apron when Dante's going for the tag. So I'd love to see stuff like that. So even though bucks are for all intents and purposes on their baby face streak, you like to see a little bit of a mean streak there. Um, I just want to say there's no there's no more double tunnels. Everybody's yeah. big, big, every, every everybody's a, everybody's a tweener now. Yeah. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> um, but like I just want to say Nick Jackson's cardio has to be off the freaking charts because he hits moves in such rapid fire succession that it's just like it. I can't believe it. It's just like he'll go from one move, then he'll flip off to the next move, then he's like freaking moonsaulting out of the ring, and it's just like. You have to be so like you your eyes have to be all over the so place. Fast, you understand why he has so many kids? Ooh, <laughs> Phil, I swear to God. <laughs> I would not have gone there, but you went there, so you and know you what? Agree. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're just gonna roll with it. We're gonna roll with it. But the Bucks hit the doomsday device mm -hmm. as a tribute to the Briscoes, which I thought was a very lovely, lovely touch in this match. They didn't win with it, but um, yeah, that was a, that and was they a did very the point emotional. Too. They pointed up. Yes. They had, the, when they, they, came had out. The, they had the arm band, the armbands on um, as a tribute. There's the, the only ones that had the heart on it. Right. Or am I wrong? Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Those were the only ones. They, look, they looked to, custom made. Shout out to Sandra Gray, the, yeah. C the AWC. Oh, she's one of made them nice. together. Yes. Um, but yes, all around fantastic match. Crazy swerve of an ending because I did not see top light going over at the end, but it's great to put them over. And I think that at this point, it is good to put tag teams over because you need to start building the next crop of tag teams that are going to start mm -hmm. challenging for those titles. Because at, mm -hmm. at this stage, you don't want these tag teams coming out of nowhere challenging for titles. You want to make some of these younger teams look great and you want to make them look like they are um, viable contenders for the titles. Now you're when telling the me you don't like right. when, you know, Jay Lethal and... The other guy, Jeff Jarrett. I'm, I'm telling well, you, especially I Kyle, you gotta understand. <laughs> Swerve and our glory broke up. Drastic Express broke up. Uh, I'm sure the Lucha Bros will have travel issues. Um, <laughs> FTR are going back to the Fed. The Stop Young Bucks it. are gonna you get mad again. They just like, made a comment at some point that said, like, with Vince coming back, they were iffy now. Fightful said it today. Um, they're gonna resign with sure. AW because. With the news punk coming out, the news the news about CM Punk just being kind of being on the back burner right now, put on ice. Uh they're gonna wait to cool things down. I guarantee you punk and FTR are gonna be a trios team. That's your main event double or nothing if it's comes back in that time. Yeah. In Chicago. Go back I I I want him to go back to Chicago just for that one. 
I don't even care if people complain that it's always in Chicago. Put it in Chicago at that point. <laughs> it's always in Chicago. We can't go anywhere else. Fuck it. Kimmy, what do you think of the tag match? This is AEW's way of doing what they wanted to for Private Party, but they failed. This is your redemption tour. Please do it the right way. Yeah, that's this a- mattress. Sorry, that, we got like the longest bot message I've ever seen of in life in our in our Twitch chat. You see that? Yeah, I already oh I already chopped the band. Okay, <laughs> that's I've never seen one with a paragraph that long before. Oh my god, that's a new Go ahead. one. <laughs> Go ahead, Kimmy. Interrupting my time. How Sorry, rude, Mister Bot. No, I'm not. I'm not yelling at you. Yelling at the bot. Um, this match. It was really good. Like I said, this is AEW's chance to redeem themselves because this is what, you know, Private Party beat the Young Bucks. Where's Private Party? Private Party is on Dark. So because well, they're terrible. They're not good. Hey, I'm one's sorry. injured. Leave them alone. They're not good. Hey, one of them's best friends with Daniel Garcia. What's yeah, that guy doing? Isaiah Cassidy, fantastic. <laughs> decent wrestler. Mark Quinn, decent wrestler. Also, the stuff they're doing with him, Matt Hardy, and Ethan Page is like the best thing going. It makes me want to watch Dark every single week. (laughs) Like, do shit like that on Dark every week. I mean, I won't. (laughs) Like, I won't watch Dark, but like, you make me want to. Yeah, it's it's it's. (laughs) But like, it's so good. Like that storyline is fantastic, and I know what it's leading to. So, yes. But this match was really good. There was a lot of tributes to the Briscoes in this match. And Top Flight is the future. And I'm going to make a prediction. By double or nothing, Top Flight will be your AEW Tag Team Champions. That's bold. What? And you could be 100% right. She could be right. But that's crazy bold. Uh, hey, I also said Action Andretti would so, be like the breakout star at the end of 2023. And you also so told Kimmy, me So, Kimmy, it's, it's a bold prediction. But it's, just, it's, it's tough to see when... I'd be okay with it if they weren't facing a tag. Like, if the tag team champions right now weren't a talking team. That's their thing, the acclaim. They're, they're, a, they're a talking team. They they do promos. They, you know, they have their mic, sh- mic shtick. Tough Flight don't talk. They don't know how to cut promos. They're, they're not that great. So, like, how do you build a feud with those two? Easy. Well, Ready? Yeah, Tell simple. Top Flight to come out and be like, this ain't water. That works. <laughs> that, that gets every tag team over. Wow, you just ripping so hardcore savvy. on private party right now. <laughs> because, bro, Relax. they were supposed to be this young, great team, and they have been this. Well, same it's not really their team. fault. They got stuck in like the it's worst faction fault. imaginable. <laughs> the the Matt Hardy, pro, after, like the the the, the, Ma- the Matt Matt Marty or the Matt Marty, <laughs> the Matt Hardy, <laughs> the, I the big money Matt shit with that whole faction, which didn't, which made no sense because the Butcher and the Blade were in it, which made zero sense. So they just got stuck in there, and they they went to they they died during COVID, like it, it, COVID, like COVID shutdown was like the worst thing to happen to Private Party because they were actually doing good things and you know very hype before COVID even happened. <laughs> Like, they were having banger matches as soon as Dynamite started. And then as soon as COVID hit, it was like, you know what I mean? Like, they just lost all momentum. Kyle, you know what? I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. I don't like it. <laughs> Something I did like, and I'm very curious to get everyone's opinion on this, especially Kyle's. Mm. So we get Tony Storm versus Willow Nightingale. Woman's blood and guts. It's happening. You know okay, what? It, 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 is your it's name Kyle? That direction. Is your name Kyle? Did it? Did it? Did they literally 
hit the music at exactly 920 to the point that I feel like every week the women just wait. They in watch the they show. Gorilla position in yeah. AEW. They, it's like 920 go. Like It's like Jesus fucking Christ. Can we get some parody with the way these – where they're placed in the show? But So we get Will Nightingale versus Tony Storm. The match is a lot of fun. It went the way we thought it was going to go, except it seems like Soraya and Tony Storm kind of turned heel, Kyle. How do you feel that already Soraya is turning heel? Because a lot of people are unhappy about it. I mean, how many baby, like, it's, I'm not going to compare it to the CM Punk thing. Because, like, I know there were some people complaining about, like, a few months, like, half a year into CM Punk's return. Like, okay, like, can he stop doing the the baby face return gimmick? Like, can we stop with that? And the, people wanted to see, like, a, a meaner punk. People wanted to see, like, the heel punk. You know what I mean? Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe maybe it was Soraya's. How do we know? Maybe Soraya wanted to do it, right? Maybe maybe like she's like you know what I I I had my baby face return. I faced Brit. Like, how, who is she gonna do the baby face return thing against now? Like who? If they if she's not gonna do the thing with Jade, then you're not gonna do it against anybody else. You've already done your stuff with with Brit. Jamie would have been great, but it look kind of looks like they're they're kind of saving the Jamie Hater stuff for a big turn when she turns, because she's getting nothing but massive cheers when she comes out. So she's already being built into a baby face, and I guarantee you it's going to lead to Britt turning her back on Jamie and then starting that feud. Um, mm. So I like it. I very much like the whole heel thing, and it also starts this heel versus baby face. Like Kimmy said, woman's blood and guts thing, right? So like the the uh, the former WWE, the non homegrown people will be the heels, and the homegrown people will be the baby faces, representing AW homegrown, which the fans can get behind. So we saw Ruby at the end there. I think Ruby's gonna turn. I think that's gonna be a turn eventually. So it'll be what Tony Storm, uh, Soraya, Ruby, Athena. Athena. Athena, yeah, because she's already a heel, and I don't know maybe, who the fifth would be. Maybe when if Mercedes comes in, because Mercedes said that I think Mercedes is going to win that belt off of Kyrie at uh, Battle of Bay, and then she said in what she said in interviews or what that you know I'm going to beat Kyrie and I'm going to take this belt around the world mm-hmm. and, and you know showcase it. So yeah, but Mercedes wouldn't be a heel though. Yeah. It's not going to be Mercedes. Who would be the fifth? <laughs> who would you put as the fifth? Statlander, I know she's a homegrown. I know it doesn't make sense. Everything. You cannot put her in the no, Kimmy. She's not going to be on the non. You that makes Can zero you sense. Finish? Can you let me finish before you jump down my throat? Jesus Christ. Okay. Anyway, like go. I was before. I was Let's hear this dumb explanation. Go ahead. Oh my you know, lord! You know, I really don't appreciate that. Anytime I'm on the show and I give my opinion, um, you or somebody else has to yell at me. But everyone else is allowed their opinion. But when Kimmy says her opinion, it's automatically wrong. And you know what? Who ended up being Kimmy? Right we're gonna need you to take twenty five percent off. Just take that twenty five percent off. Here you go. No, because I'm not done explain. yet. Um. So anyway, like I said, I was right that Mercedes didn't show up, and you doubted me for that. So let's go with um how I'm gonna be right here. So here's the thing: it's not gonna be Mercedes, and I have some nice info on our K two episode about that. And I think it's gonna be somebody else. It doesn't have to be the homegrowns anyway, because even if you look at the babyface team, the babyface team isn't gonna be 
skull of people who were in AEW from day one. Because Willow's not technically an AEW homegrown. She's a Ring of Honor homegrown talent. So, yeah. Who, who's it going to be, Kyle? It's going to be Thunder Rosa? It's going to be Statlander? I think it, it gets weird because it can't be Statlander. It's not Statlander. It's not Sheeta. It's not anybody who's been here before all these WWE signings happened. So could it be Willow? Like, I don't... It could be no, tied. she's not going to be... A, no, it's not going to be Willow because Willow's not going to be a heel. All right, but it Ty, maybe? Ty's technically from WWE? Because it's got to be five and five. I mean, they could bring in somebody for one night. They could bring in somebody from, like, a Deanna or somebody for one night because she's technically from WWE. She's an outsider. It could be Mercedes because she was technically in WWE. Because it's basically outsiders versus homegrown. Statlander is more known here as a homegrown talent, so I can't see her there. Jade is homegrown. Nyla, Sheeta, they're all here. Unless they get one of the Joshi girls, yeah. it could be like, you brought us in. I think Thunder Rosa would be a great pick. Now, do you want that to be your first match back after having this crazy injury that she has? Uh, wrestlers are crazy. What do you think, Jackie, of this Re- whole thing? Listen. Regardless of of who is potentially in the match or if the match happens at all, theoretically speaking, if the match takes place, it'll be an amazing freaking match, period. Um, The prospect of having a woman's blood and guts is a very thrilling idea to me because to have firsts like that for a company, for me, overall, is just... It's exciting to, to even theorize about on any level because I want the women to have these types of opportunities. I think that, you know, to break down these barriers and to continue, I know that there was a lot of controversy um, over the freaking women's street fight and the whole like, oh, should women be blading? And, you know, like all this like stuff, and you know, the whole, you know, like people still have a lot of strong opinions about women in these types of matches. I say go full tilt. Let's freaking go for it. Let's keep breaking down these barriers for the women. Let's keep giving the women the opportunities to showcase themselves in these types of forums because they're a hundred percent capable of doing everything that the men have been given the opportunities to do for. That is what I care about in these situations. That's all I care. Throw whoever the hell you want to throw in these matches. Adam put a good point. It could be even four on four. It doesn't necessarily have to be five on five. They could do it could just do a four it, on four. It, it, it could be. It, regardless, I think that the whole heel turn for, uh, for Soraya and Tony, I'm excited about that too. Heel Soraya, heel Tony. I thought originally that where they were going to go with this was heel Sheeta. And then they kind of like turned it. And I'm like, Okay, I like where this and is Tony going. throwing the shade this week. So first it was Soraya throwing shade at, at Sheeta. Now it's Tony this week. Yeah. And she's yeah. just like, what the fuck? Yeah, like oh the God. meme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, Nate was talking about it earlier in the chat that, you know, it seemed that the crowd was slowly kind of doing the the John Cena thing where it's like, even though you have these baby faces like Tony, Tony and Soraya, the crowd was kind of, giving them the cold shoulder a little bit. So if the crowd was going to naturally start kind of going cold on them or booing them or whatever, then turn them to give them a reason to boo them. 
-hmm. and you know like just naturally go and shift with the crowd so i mean overall i thought the match was good i think that the the way that they're going in that direction with the heel turn is good and however they start pushing this feud let's go for it so i got two things to kind of sum this up first thing i agree 100 percent with jackie uh this leading to blood and guts is going to be great um i think that you had to turn Saray heel and i know people are not <clears throat> happy about that but it's like we were at full gear all four of us were at full gear we sat in that crowd while majority of that crowd cheered for Britt baker right mm-hmm. people were excited to see Saraya back and it, it wasn't the best match ever it was a good match it wasn't the best match ever and i feel like that soured a lot of people on Soraya. And I think Soraya works better as a heel in this situation anyway, yeah. because people are like in love with Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. No one's booing them right now. They're too popular. It's like with the acclaimed. The acclaimed were heels, if people remember, but they got so over that it's like it is impossible to boo them. You want to cheer them. They're fun. And that's Britt Baker has always been a baby face. She's just so good at what she does that she can get you to boo her, but you're eventually going to cheer her anyway. Yeah. That's the first thing. Second thing. And I want people to clip this and start posting it because I ain't posting it. Fuck y'all <laughs> motherfuckers. <clears throat> if you have a problem with the women's street fight from Rampage, oh, you're God, the yeah, fucking problem. You're the problem. You want equality for women. We talk about it on this show every single week. I've been talking about equality from women in pro wrestling since I saw Paige versus Emma at NXT TakeOver Arrival or NXT Arrival it was called, Right. They showed that given the opportunities, same opportunities as men's, they could have incredible moments just like the men. True equality is when you have storylines that build to the moment that requires a street fight. I don't know, like a fucking blood feud that Ty has had with Ruby for yeah. like a year, seems like, forever. They've had this feud for so long. The same way when Ty and Anna had the feud against Bunny and Penelope, it was like a year-long feud that led up to the street fight as a huge blow-off. Yeah, I get it. It hurt your little fucking bitch-ass fucking soul that Ruby bled. Yo, newsflash, all you stupid fucks that every time someone pulls out a chair, a kendo stick, a table, a fucking whatever, and you chant ECW until your fucking head explodes, (laughs) same shit. You want hardcore wrestling, especially in a company where Nick Gage took a fucking pizza uh, cutter to uh, Chris Jericho's head and everybody was cheering and going crazy and happy because they played a Domino's commercial <laughs> while it's fucking happening. The, the women are going to get these opportunities too. It's not like it was randomly Willow versus Tony Storm and they were fucking setting each other on fire. No, they, it, this was like an actual feud and this was the, the payoff. And then look, it's going to build now to blood and guts, which is what we all want, which is what we all see. Like, yeah. it's equality. Like, I'm a hu- the hugest Thai fan in the world. Do I want to see her bleed? No. But that she's a competitor. I'm sure there's a huge Ruby fan out there who thinks the same way. Ah, you feel kind of weird. But, like, I feel weird when I see any of my favorite wrestlers bleed like that. doesn't matter if they're a man or a it's, woman. It's plain and simple, it's tough Phil. To watch. If, if you don't, if you have a problem with Ruby bleeding, you're not for equality. 100%. Plain and simple. 100%. There, there's, you're there's, not, you're not as much of a yeah. women's wrestling fan as yeah. you think you are. Because yeah. it said it's not like gratuitous violence it's not violence for violence sake this isn't the fucking expendables on AEW dynamite where it's like let's just blow shit up and get all this crazy violence just to pop a rating it was on a rampage no one watches that show anyway so it wasn't for the pop a fucking rating they would have put it on dynamite they got a really high rating they said today actually, they got the like ratings, yeah, yeah it, that was the spike in the rating but actually. i'm saying like 
But I'm saying Rampage really? is yeah. designed. A hundred thousand people. No, I'm saying Rampage, and that's great. I'm happy for them. But rent stuff isn't put on Rampage to pop ratings because the show doesn't get ratings. If they want to pop Actually, the ratings, clearly move to seven that's o'clock. Not entirely <laughs> true. But I'm saying if they want something to have a high rating because it's something they feel like people want to see, they're gonna put it on Dynamite. Because half your audience does not watch Rampage. You can pop a rating all you want. You can put CM Punk on Rampage. It's still nowhere close to Dynamite. So the point is, this feud was about the actual competitors and about great wrestling. It wasn't about who can get a fucking great commercial during this match so our sponsors are happy because 500,000 people are watching it. No, it was about the actual feud. So like Kyle was saying, if you have an issue with that, then it's with you. It's not with the women. Because the craziest spot in that whole match that no one's talking about is whoever the fuck set that table up too close to the ring and Willow oh, had God, to save man. Anna Jay's life because <laughs> Anna completely missed the table and it wasn't Willow's fault because yeah. Willow didn't set the table up. So it's whoever, whatever stagehand put that like that. If I remember the match correctly, I don't remember the women setting the table up. No, it was so right like, during the entrance. <laughs> yeah, so Willow, yeah. Willow actually saved Anna by taking the brunt of it herself. Oh, yeah, so she it's went like that was worse than women bleeding because we yeah. we are we're all adults here. There's no little yeah. kids. I hope there's no fucking little kids watching us. But like, there's no little kids watching AEW Dynamite. This isn't WWE, right? So you're an adult watching. You understand that they're professionals and that they blade a specific way to bleed this is a lot. AEW's first show. Hurt. This is like this. There, it's their mo. Their blading happens more often than not in AEW. It's, it, it's Bro, not Kenny something they shy away from. Moxley were stabbing each other with yeah, glass. Yeah. <laughs> And no one had a problem with that. But no, like, no. So a woman bleeds. Oh, no. Break, we we can't. Not allowed. Nope. Nope. And this isn't even because I'm a Thai fan whatever. It's more to defend Ruby. Ruby did something yeah. super fucking cool. And instead of applauding she's, her. She's a memorable moment. Yeah. When Bunny did it, everybody cheered and clapped. Let's do the same for Ruby. She deserves it. That's incredible to put yourself through that type of pain and punishment for our entertainment. And it's a legendary shot that will live forever. It's great. I don't know. It was it great. But what wasn't great, Ricky Starks versus Jake Hager. What? You didn't get my opinion on the match. We were talking about the fucking turn. We weren't talking about the match. Go ahead. What did so, you think of the match? Because I didn't talk about the match. Well, I was going to say that the reason that they turned Soraya is because her heel work is 10 times better than her baby face work. So it's about freaking goddamn time for that. Number two, the smartest thing they're going to do is turn Ruby because maybe they'll actually show her on TV because girl can't even pop a rating herself. Let's be true about that. Number three, this match was really freaking good and I can't wait to see the involvement for Blood and Guts. And number four, most importantly, your role model and mine, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, is about to be the biggest baby face that AEW's ever seen. And I can't wait to see her be Jamie Hayter for the AEW World Championship. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. For yeah. Britt Baker's sake, because yeah. she's already getting the Charlotte comparisons. I don't want her to be the one to end this like great title reign that we want for Jamie Hayter. Because so. that's all people are going to say, ah, give it back to Britt. It's whatever. But like I was saying, something that isn't good, that I did not like at all, and I don't understand why we're being forced to watch this man wrestle, and that's Jake Hager. And bless Ricky Stark's heart. Oh, my favorite. Let's go. Right? I was very happy. Loved the new entrance. Loved the way the Titan Tron. No, we got to talk about his hat. Got to talk about Jake Hager's hat. So, Kimmy, I'm starting with you. Please explain to me why this was a good segment, because I hated it. 
She's going to say go because Daniel Garcia. I need anything at this point. Well, first of all, um, shout out to the graphics guy who put Jake Hager with his hat with Chris Jericho. Whoever that graphics (laughs) producer was deserves Compelling ass television right there. He deserves a raise. Um, I thought this was pretty good. I mean, JAS was there. We get to see Daniel Garcia in leather. Leather. People, why are we not excited about this? We get to see him in leather. Hey, it's because JK is in the ring with a hat. That's more exciting. Okay, but we're okay, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Daniel now. And then, you know, next week we get to see what do they call it? Garcioco? That's the name, Garcioco, and it's uh, Garcia Jericho. So look at all these wonderful things that are happening because of the JAS. And guys, don't worry. When Daniel Garcia eventually turns on Sammy Guevara, it's going to be the best thing ever. Chef's kiss. Oh, Carrie, don't wonderful. say that. But God the forbid. The hat God is the greatest thing on just television. Had Daniel Garcia turn when it was natural and we all wanted him to be with the BCC and the storyline made sense. Now let's have him turn on Sammy, who fucking half the audience doesn't care about. And Daniel Garcia will give Sammy Guevara his best match in AEW. You're out of your mind. Let's not, you're a Sammy hater. Sammy has had unbelievable matches. Let's not act like Daniel Garcia is going to pull fucking Ricky Steamboat out of him. How are you guys, get, how are you guys missing the great match we had this week with Jake Hager, though, man? Like, you guys keep you skipping over my mind. boy here. He's the greatest. I mean, oh I, I'm telling God. you right now. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Should have won wrestler of the year. Oh, darn. Should have won it. You know what? So you're going to Honestly, so Hager versus Wardlow is why I love pro wrestling. Yep. You know what? Screw Kenny Omega and Osprey. Jake Hager and Osprey. That's window. why I want to see. You know what, Kyle? Kyle, honestly. Why would you even that say that? That match wasn't for me. I watched yeah. it three times. Not yeah. for me. No. Not for there was me. not enough hat. Not nowhere near <laughs> enough hat. <laughs> I just slap it at Carrie in the chat. Carrie's just going nuts in the chat with all caps. <laughs> all we had to do was like bring up the JAS and Carrie just came like alive in the chat. Just to like. Carrie, Carrie knows the vibes. Mm. <laughs> Carrie knows the vibes, you know? Yeah. Carrie's it's like, like Jericho does something really great in like real life or like behind scenes that we hear and like we're like yeah Jericho we like you and then the JS come out and we're like no Jericho no go away stop <laughs> please no please take a break <laughs> for the love of God but Jackie I want your expert analysis hold for hold move for move what do mm. you think of Ricky Starks versus Jake Hager and his and, and only talk about Jake Hager please thank you yeah thank you no. I refuse. <laughs> I, you know, I, for audio listeners, um, you are really missing out because you will have missed about three minutes of my pained expressions. Because anytime we have to bring up Jake Hager on the show, that is exactly what you're going to get is my pained expressions because I just can't. I don't. Wa- I don't. I don't want to talk about him. This match happened. Wow. Um, good for Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks looked great. Saying this sure. match happened is still giving it too much credit. Yeah. It's so it. it oh, I'm sorry if you like him. I, I'm sure you were happy to see him on this show. It's you. a, it's the match that happened. The hat was there. It was good for the hat. You could but, have easily you, had Ricky Starks versus Daniel Garcia the, or versus 2.0 or versus be- Sammy. The best thing that happened in all of this, besides the fact that Kimmy got to see Daniel Garcia is that Daddy Magic was at ringside. And you know me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Daddy Magic. She wants a taste. I got you know Daddy Magic's nipples are hard. I got a taste of Daddy. No, I can't even say that. They're I rock hard. Say that. 
They're rock hard. <laughs> Y'all are like just You know what gets Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Jake Hager's hat. Yo, why don't we have Jake Hager versus Jeff Jarrett, man? That that's dynamite main event level. Why would you even freaking curse like that? Stop why don't it. you do Jake Hager versus Jeff Jarrett at the main event of Revolution oh. so I can turn it off early? Yo, I'm <laughs> buying that the first time. I'm gonna go buy it right now if that's it. Yo, honestly, for the All Atlantic title, book it. Yeah. <laughs> do it in Japan. I'll wake up at 3 a.m. to watch that. <laughs> I legit have a headache just off of you freaking saying. You know no, what? Kyle, Put it in do, Japan. It at, do it at Global Force. Right yeah, he's going to bring back. He's going to get GF. That's going to be the live events. For What's AW, that? it's going to be GFW. I'm with uh, I'm with Shawnika right now. She said, beat me into the sun. <laughs> so now something good that happened, Jackie. Yeah, I'll let you talk about it. We get Hangman's promo with Renee. Talking about the stuff with Moxley and teasing things to come. And it leaves it so open-ended that people are starting to think, who is he talking about mending fences with? Because of course, the easy, the easy thing is the elite. Clearly, it's the elite. But there's a lot of things and people that he could be, it could be the dark order. I saw some wild theory <laughs> that it could be CM Punk, right? Who I knows can't. what can happen? So what do you think about this as a way to kind of cleanse the palate with the beautiful hung hangman, our, our forever oh. champion? <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, our hung wow. Hangman. He hung like a horse. <laughs> yeah. No, it was great. They kind of like played off of the whole personal factor by having him and Renee backstage and, um, you know. Uh, not pretending we're idiots uh, and not, yeah, like. You know, knowing they're, that they're, they're acknowledging, yes, they're acknowledging <laughs> no the fact that, you know, <laughs> John so. Moxley and Renee are married. Are you telling me Triple H and Stephanie are married? No way. No, that's not right. Oh, you that's you not wouldn't real. believe that. No. No way. Um, You're telling me that Seth and Becky have a kid together? There's no way. No way. Not a shot. They not do. That's not a shot. You, are you telling me that's that? That's ringside no, news reporting that. It. That's got to be ringside news. a shirt next week that says Renee's man. <laughs> no way. What the hell? No you way. guys are like, you're on another one. You tell tonight. me Renee next week's gonna wear a shirt that says John's girl on it. Nah, she wouldn't. It has to go the other way. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it has to. I'm a Moxley. <laughs> What's girl? Renee's nick- nickname? I'm gonna just let y'all guys talk. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, but um, you know, he Hangman says that Mox uh. Uh, pushed him to be a better version of himself and and all that jazz but he does say he needs to mend some fences that have needed mending for quite some time um but does not get overly specific and then he says like um he wants to ask how john is doing but it kind of like they make it seem like he's asking sort of off the record and uh renee says um that he's been banged up for the better part of 10 years, but he'll dust himself off uh, one way or another. But there, Hangman says, um, it, he kind of like says like, oh, you know, but I have one more thing to ask of you. But on second thought, mm, you know, like, never mind. Like, it, it's all right. Like, I'll, and he kind of just like trails off. And part of me is like so dying to know exactly what it was that he wanted to ask of her. Because, like, does it pertain to the mending fences part, or was it a completely different thought altogether? 
Because if it does pertain to the mending fences part, that completely changes the narrative. Because otherwise, like, what would Renee have to do with the mending of fences if it had to do with the elite? So, I don't know. Maybe. It's, very, it's all very intriguing. But, of course, everybody is, like, chomping at the bit for it to be the elite. Because that storyline has just been going from since the beginning of time when it comes to AEW. And um, mm-hmm. we want that reunion. Well, some of us do want that reunion very badly. Who doesn't? I don't That's know. Crazy. Some people don't. <laughs> crazy. Crazy. What do you want, Kimmy? You want the elite to come back together? I do. I think that's the only thing that makes sense. Uh, they were hinting at that when the Bucks and Kenny won the trios titles originally. So I think that was the original plan before suspensions, injuries, and stuff. The promo was good, but I, the only thing that makes sense is the elite. I feel like if it's a dark order, it's a letdown. If it's anything else, it's just stupid. So let it be the elite. Make it easy because I think it was two weeks ago. Hangman was in BTE. Like he was like one of the cameramen, it was when the Bucks weren't here, and he was like, disguise my voice so they don't know it's me. And it was him. Hmm. So, we're hinting at that, people. We're, we're hinting at also something else, too, if we're talking about hints. Adam Cole's promo cleverly put on a wall where it said Jackson in bold letters. And anyone, if anyone oh. caught that. Oh, I caught that. I caught that. And I was like, am I being like too extra by catching that and thinking that that's an Easter but egg? That's something AW would do. That's like, <laughs> that's like their, that's like their MO. That's like, that's what they do. They, 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 especially the elite and anyone that is involved in it. They always do little hints in like the most uh, like clear places. They always do this on BT. They do it all the time. I feel like that was hinted and done on purpose. They could have done that anywhere on the wall. You're telling me that it was just a coincidence that the word Jackson was right there next to Adam Cole's head, and that was like what you fixated on when you were looking at this promo? Something's going on here. I what can't if, wait. I know me and Carrie have been talking a lot. What if this leads to – what if they do a double blood and guts, right? We're talking about the women's leading blood and guts. What if they do something like the elite versus somebody – in blood and guts, maybe against BCC and Hangman has to pick a side. Maybe you throw Adam Cole in there, you know, it's, or maybe they do a bullet club invasion, but that seems less likely with reports that Jay White's almost done with new Japan, depending on where he ends up. So like, I don't know, maybe they're leading to a, a, a male blood and guts on the same show as a women's blood. I and do guts both. On yeah. I do both. Yeah. That'd be fun. Then yeah. I, you start. I can't be on show. a dynamite. Well, yeah, it will be on a, that be on Why, the pay-per-view. Oh, yeah, because it takes too long to set up, right? It's not that it takes too long to set up. There'd be too many commercial breaks that you'd get half a match and half a match. It'd be pointless. Oh, yeah, so so K- Carrie was messaging pay-per-view. me before saying Forbidden Door 2, maybe. You do two Blood and Guts matches. I think that point, that's like when you that do bring the event. Bullet Club then, because that would only make sense if you're bringing the bull- Bullet Club for Forbidden what Door 2. What about Fight for the Fallen? Remember they have stuff like that that, like, they're not pay-per-views, but I mean, if they did double or nothing, you could do, you know, you could have both rings set up and just work off the one ring and, and have a double main event. The woman's, or if you really want to push the woman for the main event, that'd be cool. But obviously we know the men would main event, unfortunately. Aren't um, both blood and gut matches like an hour, right? They're like, they can do back to back. Yeah. Do back to back. Add the fucking. Do it at Revolution. Add the Iron Man match. Uh, Revolution way too 17 soon. Hour <laughs> 17 hour. No, 17 it should hour not be a Revolution. We are going to have the press conference hour. at 5 in the morning the next day. Yeah. yeah. It's no, good. let's be honest. The press conference will be as long as those three matches yeah. combined. 
Better not be a revolution. Without drama. Like just a normal press conference. Kenny's going to come out. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I work with children. (laughs) I just want to go face Okada again in Japan. Yeah, please. For the love of God. Where's Ibushi? He's going to be delirious. (laughs) He's like, Koda. Now the last match of the night is Darby Allen versus Kushida. This match was unbelievable. Darby Allen on the Will I Kill Myself This Week tour, which I love. <laughs> it's it's something different. You know, I do miss Warlow as TNT champion, but Darby adds an element of just danger. Like you never know oh, man. what the fuck he's gonna try. And you know, this week was no different. We see that crazy top rope move that lands where Kishida catches him in the air into an arm bar where you're like, why would you even try that? But it's Darby. <laughs> And we love him for it. Kimmy, what did you think of the main event this week? So I just want to say, you know, Scott Demore didn't say this, but on Hard to Kill, there was an amazing six-man match that Kushida won. So this match was clearly the number one contender's match for the TNT title. That's why Kushida got this opportunity. Scott Demore won't admit it. I will. That's how Kushida got here. If you're not familiar with Kushida and you're just familiar with stuff that he did in WWE and NXT, this was a great way to kind of show like he is super talented. You know, I know he was on Wrestle Kingdom, but he is really good. I think that if Impact isn't going to sign him, that he should definitely be signed to Ring of Honor because I think that he could help a lot of the younger talent out there. And today it was really interesting because he had a, I believe this was Kushida, he had a seminar at the New Japan Dojo and, uh, Someone, Monet, was there. No, he was there. I saw the pictures. He was there, yeah. Yeah, and he was teaching it. And I believe it was him that said this quote that was like, the fact that one of the first women to meet him at WrestleMania is still hungry hungry for more inspires me each and every day. So even she's trying to get better. So do better, people. But yes, sign Kushida to Ring of Honor. For the love of God. And Kushida, people forget, like, before he was kind of lost in the shuffle in WWE with the whole, like, I mean, he was a huge victim of the regime change kind of fucking everything up and Triple H being out because he was just a mess that NXT became by the time he came over. But, like, Kushida's really fucking good. And I know talking to people, like, since returning back to Japan, he hasn't really had, like, a Kushida-worthy performance. I thought this match may be the thing that starts it off. And like Kimmy said, it would be great to have him in Ring of Honor. It would be great to have him in AEW. Right? It would be great to just see him get these high-level matches because he's an incredible wrestler. He's such a character right? with the whole the time machine gimmick and, and the, all this stuff. Like I don't know. I love it. People forget if you want to Google, I'm sure it's on Google somewhere, on YouTube somewhere. Kishida's entrance at Wrestle Kingdom before he got signed to WWE where he came out like Back to the oh, Future. Oh, so cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So in AEW now with the new stage and, and the new guy that they brought in, like they have the production chops to pull some crazy shit like that off and have some fun with Kushida, but that would be great. But Kyle, what'd you think of uh, Kushida versus Darby? Yeah, they sort of did that too. Like they did, they gave him the whole uh, ring thing with, with when he his his drawn on watch where he tapped it and the blue light came on and he tapped it again and it went back to uh, regular lighting. They could do some cool things with that. That'd be cool. But I, I was just happy to see Kushida getting a chance uh, on a, on AW TV. Um, they are hyping him all show. Like, they are hyping this match, this main event all show, and, like, showing footage of Kushida all show. So, like, this was, you know, a really cool uh, 
boost for him wherever he does end up. Um, it'd be nice to see him in Ring of Honor. Kimmy's right there. Like I, that would be, I think, a really great spot for him and a really a, a top tier talent. If you want, you know, if you want to get people to start buying Honor Club and to kind of tuning in and seeing what their roster is all about, a guy like Kushida would be, I think, a very, very good get for your Ring of Honor roster. Um, if he doesn't, I can, I know, I maybe he does go to New Japan. And he goes back, does some stuff with them. I can clearly see that happening, but Ring of Honor would be a really cool thing. Um, but the match itself with Darby was great. It was a fun main event, fun to watch. Darby ends up winning. Um, Darby's another one. I'm not really too sure what they're going to be doing with him. Not sure what the, the clear direction is TNT championship-wise, unless we're just waiting for Wardlow to come back. and Maybe they're doing a Wardlow-Darby feud. Maybe that'll be That'd a be feud cool. going into the pay-per-view. Maybe. That'd I don't be know. cool. I mean, that's baby face uh, versus baby face. Yeah, that or Wardlow <laughs> likes to break people. Darby <laughs> likes to be broken. There you go. It, it I mean, be, the dynamic it fits. AEW's first ever kink match. I mean, it, it just works so well. It's like the saying. I like to have broken Jackie, bones. You, know you like to break people's bones. You know? Listen, we we spent. We have we had we had a Will Hobbs Me, who likes to break Jackie, backs, and you got a menage Harry, a trois. That's what I'm saying. We spent the entire year <laughs> screaming, "Power bomb me next Wardlow." What if Darby's into that too? I mean, I know. Yeah. I mean, pa- I just mentioned wow. Powerhouse Hobbs loves to break backs. That's what I'm saying. You get three Darby's guys got there. A back. You have Darby's got a back, Jackie, and yeah. Darby wants his back broken. Clearly, you're, he's you're... taking that bump. Wow. He threw he threw himself down fucking daily play yeah. steps. Let's not forget this. Yeah, listen, we're just pointing out the obvious here. Yeah, man. It's this is just. It is what it is. We we don't kink shame. <laughs> we don't kink shame. <laughs> Whatever you're into, you know, we're for it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you bring you want to bring it up to us on Patreon, man. We'll give you the time of day. <laughs> Elite POV for the wrestlers, yeah. for the kings. <laughs> oh my god, guys. I love it. I love it. Jack, what did you think of the main event? It was a it was a great match. Um the one thing that I will contribute to this uh conversation is that the trope has been with Darby um, very much the same lately, um, which has been the whole David versus Goliath thing. It's always been about him fighting a very large opponent and him being the underdog and him getting thrown around for about three quarters of the match. Oh, I think we lost Kimmy. Yeah, we, we just dropped Kimmy. <laughs> oh, she's uh, back. She's back. Oh, <laughs> uh, she's back. Kimmy, are you there? Hey. Yeah, froze. Well, okay. <laughs> Let's let's, right, let's get I, I'll, I'll produce. You go ahead, Jackie. All right. I think, I think Dar- Darby coughed and dropped on uh, Kimmy's internet connection. <laughs> oh, okay. I wonder if it broke his back. Yeah. All right. We're good. Um, but yeah. So, <laughs> so this is too many too much talk about breaking backs. But yeah. So the trope has been too much of the same, like the David versus Goliath thing. And I feel like this is the first time in a while where we get a fresh kind of take on Darby's opponent where it was a lot more evenly matched. So that felt very refreshing to me. And it felt a lot more evenly paced, a lot more exciting. Um, So overall, I thought that that approach was a lot better than some of the stuff that I've seen recently. It's not that I don't enjoy Darby's matches. It just, it needed a little bit of something different. And I think that Kushida brought that something different to him 
Um, this is Darby's third title match in three weeks. So Darby tends to run the gamut pretty quickly. Whereas I feel like for a while we weren't seeing the TNT title as frequently on AEW television. So hopefully that's a good indication that we will be seeing it more. It's just a question of who we will be seeing him against at this point. So we Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the TNT title to me is a babyface, smaller wrestler title. Not like like super small but like not a wardlow i love wardlow not a samoa joe these not even a will hobbs even though i would love to see will hobbs hold it it is a title meant for guys who are going to go out there and you you're going to be like is tonight the night they're going to lose right sammy was great at it uh cody was great at it even though he's a bigger guy but you know like darby has been incredible at it like it's just so cool to see these like open challenge matches i think ricky would be absolutely perfect Ricky Starks as the face of TNT would be great. Maybe this is the direction, hopefully, fingers crossed, that we're going to get after the JEF feud. Maybe Jericho's, like, building him up to have a huge moment. But I don't know. The TNT title is always so much better when it's defended, like, three times a month, two, three times I mean, a you month. have Darby so who just fun. who can have, like, a million matches and, I guess, be okay. So <laughs> he's kind of the perfect t- TV champion to yeah. have defending on yeah. weekly basis. <laughs> Darby's the one guy where it's, like, they're like, he just had a crazy match on Friday, and, like, we know that, like, it was taped last week, but, like, even then, it's still not enough time for him to recover. Yeah. He can have a like, Hell in a Cell match on Wednesday and a cage match on Friday, even though it's taped in the same night, and be okay. Just Kyle, <laughs> Kyle. As long as he doesn't bleed, because yeah. I'm not here for the blood. You know what? I don't like blood either. Blood. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like when men bleed. I, you know? I'm Kyle, I will stand here <laughs> in front of you and God and say, my kink, broken back, not bloody women. No. Okay. Can't yeah. do it. Sorry. Sorry. You know what? I no. appreciate that. No. <laughs> okay. I I don't like. <laughs> All right. I like my wrestling like I like my WWE tables. Okay. Easily broken. Okay. <laughs> I say I like my back like I like my WWE tables. <laughs> Easily broken. Yeah. All right. And you're over here with your New Japan tables with bloody women's wrestling, and I don't like it. You know what? No. I don't like it. I don't either, like it one bit. Woman bleeding. Okay. If, if, if you have an issue, okay, with women being booked the way they are, if you have an issue with Wardlow breaking Darby's back in turn, which make me feel like he broke my back, go watch Impact. You, Kimmy, and the four other people at Impact right now. <laughs> Hard go to kill Impact sold Wrestling. out. And the tape all, all sold out. <laughs> all 10 of them. I'm so proud of them. So <laughs> proud. All, that all front row was packed. So proud. <laughs> I'm so, so proud. Classic. Sanity had four members. They were in the crowd cheering on everybody. <laughs> Impact sold out. I'm so happy for them. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I mean, this episode of Dynamite was, I would say it was only okay. Like it was It was okay, it but was there right. was a lot of uh, stuff in the air. And clearly, as the reports yeah. are saying, it was supposed to be a tribute show that got changed. So yeah. um, it was a I tough show. The cool to thing do. is, for, yeah, it was a very tough show. You can see a lot of the wrestlers were very mm-hmm. emotional. Um, the good thing is for people who um, saw Tony Khan's tweet and then for people who misread him completely, uh, the tribute show will be available free on Honor Club and also on YouTube. So we'll Love be that. able to see it eventually at some point, which I think is really cool that we're able to do that. I'm sure his family and his friends will really appreciate them taking the time. And that's what I love, too, because the Briscoes, were they ever officially signed to Ring of Honor? Yes. Yes. They were. All right. So, but they weren't like AW talent for them to. No, give they him weren't the, allowed to. 
No, I know that, but I'm saying for Tony to give them this huge tribute show, yeah, as just talent that was signed to Ring of Honor is really speaks to his character, and and it's one of the things that I love most about Tony. It's like you honor the world of wrestling, right? And even yeah. though these guys weren't your main stars on your main show on TV, um, even though they were just workers that just came in and then eventually signed to Ring of Honor towards the end of the year, I don't know it was cool. It was it was great to see. And they, it's not that they kept like the ring apron and stuff. They they like they made yeah. sure like they made yep. it look like Ring of Honor, which is really cool. So mm-hmm. the pay tribute in that way was was really nice to see. And there was what three? I think I saw the card. I think there was three women's matches. Two three women's matches. Or am I wrong? Two? two, yeah, two women's matches, which is more than we get on Dynamite. So that's a tribute <laughs> to me too. It's like Jesus Christ. Facts. <laughs> yeah. So as we said before, you know it's a tough week for everybody. Yeah. You know, uh, be nice to each other, be kind to each other. I know wrestling Twitter is fucking hell on earth, and I wish they would shut the platform down. But you know, let's be nice to each other for at least a week. All right, and then you can go back to fucking hating everything everybody yeah. says. But for a week, let's be nice. Okay? Let's let's do that for each other. Like the same way you guys said you were going to do it after Brody, but right. immediately went back on your words. But, um, yeah, so that's it for Elite POV this week. If you guys like what you hear, patreon.com slash Elite POV. We didn't say in the beginning. All your support, we appreciate it. We got a lot of cool stuff coming. We saw Jackie and Kyle do Let's Talk this week. Patreon got to see it first. Whoa. It is now Whoa. available on it was YouTube. Actually, what? This week was iHeartRadio. I heard WC is out there. Copyright. Last week was less, <laughs> was it, less talk. Patreon got to see those shows first. Am I right? Even yeah. the IWC one? Yeah, it'll yes. be up on YouTube so, tomorrow. Yeah, so make sure you guys check that out. Let's talk with Jackie and Kyle is on the YouTube if you guys missed it. And then shop ElitePOV.com. Get our new logo. Our new merch is up there for you guys. And uh, you guys have done a great job supporting us the last year. So uh, kudos to you guys still out there supporting us. We see everything. We see the purchases you guys are making. We see the, all the new Patreons that are signing up, all the, the Twitch subs, the YouTube subs. We see all of that stuff. Don't think it, it goes unnoticed. Maybe we don't talk about it as much as we should, but we definitely really appreciate all that stuff. Kimmy, let them know what you got going on, where to follow you, and all the good stuff. Too much, too much going on. Um, I have six podcasts next week. So just follow my Twitter or Kimmy underscore so plus okay. Well, I'm almost at a thousand followers. I'm at 850. So it'd be cool if we could get that before I go to LA because that's right. I booked my flight. I will be in LA for WrestleMania week. It's going to be a lot of content. So don't worry. We're going to be vlogging. So that's going to be super fun. But yeah, like I said, I have a lot of things coming. So just follow my Twitter. I'm going to post it all. And uh, yeah, so with this tribute show, it looks like Honor POV might be starting up soon, which I'm really excited about. Yes, with a lot of great things coming in. With Kimmy being in LA, maybe she'll fight Roman Reigns since The Rock doesn't want to get in shape to fight him, even though the main <laughs> event was made two years ago. Jackie, let him know what you got going on, where to follow you. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at LoveYouMake24, and you can follow me on Instagram at JacksTheDrawPOV. Um, as was alluded to before, we have that Patreon content with um, Let's Talk and iHeartWC. That episode with Floyd uh, Floyd Johnson Jr., it was a lot of fun to record. Um, the Patreon content has been a lot of fun to do. Um, and um, that episode of Let's Talk has been very well received. Um, we've been getting a lot of great feedback from that. So Kyle and I have talked about potentially doing... Um, once a month, a live version of Let's Talk, um, doing it morning radio style. So 
that is something that we are still working the the uh, the kinks out. Uh, we've, we've said kinks yes. too many times on this episode. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we don't kink share. Not those, not those kinds of kinks. But we've working been, uh, we're working those final <laughs> details out. <laughs> but um, that should be a, a fun thing. So we can do a live interactive version and answer your questions live. So, um, but yeah, we're working on getting as much new content to you as possible. So thank you all for supporting. And Kyle, let them know where to follow you. And most importantly, talk about everything that you're doing on our Twitch side. Oh, hi. Yeah. Kyle Master here. You can follow me at uh, I Hate Women Bleeding at, on Twitter. Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you can follow me at Ollie Kyle on Twitter. But uh, most importantly, you know, we got the, the Twitch of Elite POV Games. Now got a, a Twitter account if you guys want to follow it. That's at, at Elite POV Games. Uh, in about a half hour, we'll be just rocking some Fortnite. Um, so you guys can come hang out if you want. Just going to be playing a bit of Fortnite. Just doing some Twitch content here and there for that. Um, I did a reaction to the new Scream 6 trailer. Big Scream fan myself in the franchise. I react to it, and I put the, the discussions video up on our Patreon. So you Patreons got that early a couple days ago. Uh, it'll be up on YouTube tomorrow, but there'll be more Nerdy Elite stuff coming up in the next month or so uh, with me and Phil doing some stuff. Me and Kimmy are going to be uh, reviewing the show You Season 4. Coming out next month, the first uh, first part of it. That's going to be um, very interesting. I actually just rewatched the entire first three seasons. Getting excited for this show. So if you're a big show of the fan or a big fan of the show, you on Netflix, um, you'll get uh, my, mine and Kimmy's take. We're going to dissect every episode and go through that. Um, so yeah, a lot of content coming your way. Basically, what the kind of reiterate what Jackie said. Lots and lots of content. That's what we wanted to have this whole rebrand be about. It's getting, giving you guys as much content as possible to consume. Yeah, absolutely. And if you guys want to follow the show on Twitter and Instagram, at Lee POV. On TikTok, at Lee POV Clips. I just posted a new film of myself where I'm screaming at people. So that's what I do. So <laughs> make sure that. you like it, share it, do what you guys do, comment on it. Let's open up the dialogue in a fun way. But thank you guys for listening to another episode of Elite P-O-V. And remember, you don't need a hat to be a cowboy. There's a voice on calling me down the road that's where I'll always be every stop I make I make a new friend can't stay for long just turn around and I'm gone again maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down until tomorrow I'll just keep moving on nice work everyone sharp broadcast Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle.